You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> good mark, good mark, good mark. What it do, people? Uh, <laughs> it's your favorite. Amber's back. It's the chocolate drop. She lost her mind. It's your favorite's favorite. It's the princess, Amber Iman. Ain't no man here. I mean, except Chris. <laughs> Ain't no man here. You know, I wrote a song for y'all just, just for this moment. All the women who independent, God don't need no diet. Keep Christy, push the buttons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, y'all! We back, we black, we back, we black, we black. Welcome to another episode of Off Book Podcast. Ew. It's me, y'all. It's Ladies Night, y'all. Are y'all ready? Ew. Are y'all ready for what's about to go down? I don't think Do y'all ready. understand the level of estrogen that's in the room right now? Do y'all understand the level of shea butter and coconut oil and melanin Ew. and skin popping and flossing and just hydration and just nourishment and just <laughs> elevation and just success? I love you. I just want gun mark, gun mark my damn self. Can I gun mark myself? Gun mark, gun mark, gun mark, gun mark. Hi, everyone. <laughs> it is I, Princess Ambraymon, coming to you live from New York, New York, the Big Apple, the city of dreams. Um, thank you all for tuning in. I just want to take a moment because just there's peace in the studio. There's quiet <laughs> because there are no niggas yelling. <laughs> Come through! I naturally think I'm loud. I'm actually, I'm actually an introvert. I actually, it's the only child in me. I actually love peace and calm. I just, you know, have to turn up with Danye and Drew to balance them out. But actually, it's going to be a very NPR episode. It's going to be very focused. Get your friend. Wasted time. Hello, America. It is I, Princess Anne Remond, and I have two amazing special guests here today. I just am so excited because you guys don't know who the hell it is, and I do. Because they're my friends and they're here. And they're both Broadway stars. They are currently in Broadway Smash Successes right now. In fact, they just got off the American stage. They are both giving beat, lips, lashes. Hair is either wig prep or fresh out of wig prep. Hey! Um, because black girls, we understand what that girls. means. Ha ha, shata. So I'm going to introduce them so that we can get started. I'm throwing all the rules out of the window. We ain't doing half the shit we usually do. Ain't no I said what I said. Thank you, Jesus. We're not doing any of that because it's about black girls having a conversation about being black. Black on Broadway in America in 2019 in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, without. <laughs> I know y'all have enjoyed this whole first three minutes of me it's, acting a plum ass. So but what else would you expect? Besides, I'm going to be gone for two months, so I'm trying to give you all as much oh, of me as you can possibly stand. Oh my God! What? What's happening? Y'all. She's gone! Did you hear the news? Oh my God! What happened? I don't know! Where's she at? She's gone! Oh Lord, nigga, oh, what's God. happening? her face on the milk carton. We gotta do something. Oh my Put goodness. Put up all the flyers in the land. Oh Lord Jesus. Lord, Father God. Oh, we need to take out the search party. Why, Lord? Where she at? Why, Lord? Oh my goodness. My goodness. Oh my God. Somebody help us. Oh, Amber. Where's Amber? Where's Amber? Amber alert? Amber alert. Amber alert. This is the Amber alert. The Amber alert. The Amber alert. Chirp, chirp. She's gone! <laughs> 
<laughs> this listener has a birthday question. So this person is a it's their birthday. This is Joshua. Happy birthday, Joshua. I mean, is Joshua's said- birthday today? Um, well, belated because by the time you hear this, it well, is. his birthday is December seventeenth, so it was oh. yesterday. Oh, wait, it was it's yes- tomorrow. It was yesterday. This it's nigga. tomorrow. Today's the sixteenth. Oh, is it sixteenth? Yeah. Oh, I'm, hey, I'm happy, the- birthday. happy birthday! Happy birthday, Joshua! Right now, right now. Yes. Yes. Happy birthday, happy birthday, birthday nigga! It's birthday, um, Apple for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand y'all. Uh, we want like <laughs> I have to make sure I keep saying it to redeem myself. <laughs> I have to redeem myself. So Marie, we brought mm-hmm. Tiffany here for you, and we're gonna ask you a little bit about what does it take to be a a dynamic stage manager. What is the top three things that you need? Mm. Uh, patience. Patience. Uh. Why do you need patience? Cause actors ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm sober. But this can be a lot. It's a lot of personalities, and not mm-hmm. only just with actors, but you have designers mm-hmm. and you have creatives. So it's just a lot of yeah. different personalities that you have to be able to work with. And that's how I knew um, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Let me tell you how I knew it was for me. In, at Howard, so that it um, was or it wasn't. It was not. Okay. At Howard, H U, you know, take a drink. <laughs> um, Howard players. Chris ain't got no more liquor left. We got to give him some liquor. Here, here Chris. <laughs> so the Howard players every year would take suggestions for what show to do. Mm-hmm. I went home to Atlanta and I saw this show called The Story. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be in that show. So I'm going to tell the Howard players to do that show and then I'm going to be in it. So the Howard players picked the show. Like they had you, like everybody submitted names and they picked my show out the hat. And I was like, oh my God, I'm about to be a star. <laughs> they picked the show. They did not pick my black ass to be in the show. <laughs> like at all. And I was like, fuck all y'all. So I was like, well, I'm a stage management because like I wanted to learn. And I was like, well, this will be an interesting opportunity for me to like learn how to stage manage. So I lied my way into the position, like told the director, Eric Ruffin. I was like, oh yeah, I've stage managed before, like three or four shows. I had never stage managed. <laughs> but because I was a good actor, I lied. Like there were other like people who were going to be stage managers like in their lives. Like, and, and it was me. It was me up against them. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I've done this I've before. Done oh no, I don't. like you don't have to train me. Ruffin called me. He was like, okay, it's going to be you. I ran to the public library and bought, and I bought every book about like, stage management that I could I find. Just read, just... And then I went to the stage manager students. And I was like, oh, what books y'all got? Two of them I had got from the library. I was like, oh, okay, I got right, okay, okay. I studied my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> I got 
like through the whole process the worst part was like during tech trying to like record cues like because it was just moving too fast and I had never done it before in my life but you know I pulled up <laughs> I make it through my <laughs> first performance and it was one of those shows where I never sat down like the cues oh, was going it was it, like yeah. 400 yeah. cues and I was like going 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 I came out of that booth, you know, sweat dripping, like, oh my God, I have I just called it. the perfect show, and I know they're gonna be throwing roses, and I know they're gonna have like candies and chocolates. And when I tell you it was crickets and tumbleweed, <laughs> and I said, oh bitch, I did all this work. And nobody. Yeah. Where is my fucking. <laughs> Where's my thing? Yeah. I said, oh, this is not for me. Yeah, there's no applause. <laughs> there's no applause? Yeah. There's no standing ovation? <laughs> no. They didn't even point up at the booth? I said, what the fuck? <laughs> she's a star like, <laughs> she's supposed to be on the stage yes. <laughs> this is not for you oh I said oh not not again yeah look I when I tell you I was a, I was so mad that people were not clapping for me <laughs> I used to get beat and come in and I was like well at least they'll clap for this beat when they see me okay. they'll be like oh how did you call that show and you were so beat That's I was funny. a mess I cannot but I love stage management because I'm a little OCD and I just love how much like like, like my kit was down. Like I was just very much about the details. And Ruffin said, to my credit, that I was the best stage manager he'd had at that point because uh-huh. I thought like an actor. Yeah. And I made it my a point to everything that I'm like. I wish stage managers did this. I tried to do that because actors are a hot mess. And I think it made me a better stage manager because I approached it as an actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know some shit I probably fucked up, but I, you know, I just wanted to hype myself that I did real good. Yeah, like awesome. I, I've stage. But patience makes yes. so much sense. Yes. I've stage managed before, and I just, I just don't have the ability to deal with so many different personalities. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. and I do that within my line of work now, but it's mm-hmm. through email, so I don't have to like. <laughs> you know, face-to-face everybody. Yeah. But that is very hard to deal oh, with, like, people being late, mm-hmm. you know, uh, coming in with all different types of smells and mm-hmm. food and colognes, and you got to tell them uh, tell them about themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. In just it's the nicest difficult. way possible. Exactly. That's all day. You're just trying to figure out what to say nicely and not hurt someone's feelings. Oh, my A God. A lot of that. Okay, yeah. so patience. Yeah. What's the other two? Yeah. Compassion. Compassion. Oh. Yeah, because, like, we don't know what other people are dealing with. And at True. the end of the day, especially being artists, like a lot of sen- people are sensitive, sensitive and like have their emotions on their sleeves. So I think like the best stage managers I've seen have always been willing to take sometimes what people are going through and it and realizing it's more important than the actual show. Understood. Like people are yeah. important. Yes. Yeah. So compassion. And I guess the last one would be um, respect. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like I may be your supervisor, but I don't, at the end of the, we have to do this together. Yes. It's a team. And sometimes there are people that get power and forget that it's a team effort. Mm. So can you talk about one of the most difficult experiences that you've had with someone or dealing with um, an actor or a director or anybody in the field that you felt like you uh, overcame or like your biggest accomplishment in dealing with an issue? See, this is lame because... I haven't had a lot of major issues. Because you're so nice. <laughs> so a lot of times where there are other people that complain about directors, mm-hmm. they've been cool to me. Uh-huh. So Or like choreographers. So I've seen it. Uh-huh. I've been in the room around it, but I haven't had to personally uh, deal with anyone being totally disrespectful or a difficult um, time uh, with me. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Well, that's good. I mean, cause you, I, mean yeah. I guess because your energy is so... I mean... I th- think that we 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 read energy from people, and we can only treat them how they treat us for the most part. Like yeah. sometimes people give you a little room and 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 um, a, give you a little weird energy that you can like go off the handle. But Tiffany is just so 
chill and, and, and quiet and cool and like calm. I just try to stay low. Like chill. Yeah, I just yeah, can't. I just try to stay there. I, I can't imagine anybody having an issue with you. I mean, there have been times where I've been on shows and there were like fights that happened and I've like watched that or been on the but outside. Nothing that but you've nothing ever had that to... I've had to like really like jump in. I'm just like, wow. Oh, that's something. <laughs> Ooh, I got my popcorn and I'm right. ready. Okay. I have a question up. for you too. Because I know a lot of the question we get a lot from for designers, for actors, for stage managers, like, how do I become like how do I become a Broadway stage manager? And I know there's no set way. Like I've talked to Cody, I know he has a very specific story that was specific to him. And yours is clearly magical and amazing. Right. But are there certain things that you should do, certain classes you should take, like a major, do you have to major in theater, anything like what what are the just things that people should be aware of if stage management on Broadway is something they want to do? I think uh, just being able to network is okay. the most important thing because it's all about who you know. Mm-hmm. With I think a lot of fields mm-hmm. is about who you know and where to be. Um, I don't think there's a certain class you have to take. Most of it, I've learned more. I think that Howard prepared me. Hey, you, you know, <laughs> get to drinking, Chris. I think that it prepared me properly. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of things, it's more on-job okay. experience. So, um, yeah, just being able to network. And, again, it's, it's weird because I've just been blessed. Like, uh, I got shared, not because I knew the PSM. Uh, I knew people that were on Color Purple on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And they were telling that PSM there um, to hire me. He didn't need someone. And so he started passing my resume around and basically gave it to wow. the That's amazing. So... I don't know. It's hard for me to give it. Yeah, like, there yeah. is. It's yeah. just you got to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yep. About networking, creating relationships, yeah. and and having probably a, a stellar reputation. Right. Because yeah. I feel you like have not a name. Stage hiccup. managers ain't nobody got time for fuckery. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like actors can work and be on some mess. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But for stage management, I feel like you kind of got to be in your p's and q's. Because I've yeah. seen some mess in the rehearsal space. We yeah. all have. And and yeah. and I, I I am flabbergasted sometimes when I see them in another show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like you still working? How, how does anybody want to work with you ever again? But then you, they open up their mouth. Mm-hmm. Please remind yeah. me to tell y'all a story off to off off. <laughs> Listen. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna remember it. Off book. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're so happy to have you here with us, thank Tiffany. You. We I'm thank you so much here, for for uh, giving your insight and your. Um, your expertise. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, and I don't know what else I want to ask you, but like... <laughs> it's going to be more questions right, than going right. to pop up. So we're just going to go right on into our week, what we've been doing this week. Look at week. you coming back to the farm. Okay. Look at you remembering <laughs> that we yeah, have a I won't go let you cuss me out this I'm week. not. I don't have to, because um, you showed up. Come on now. What we trying to hit? <sighs> My, like, I hate that every week I come in and I be like, okay, I'm going to get it in uh-huh. this week. I'm not going to stutter. And I just be I be getting around y'all. We be laughing and kicking, and my whole brain just start malfunctioning. Malfunctioning, oh, <laughs> right? Because I can't get. I was gonna say you be in the moment, but you call it malfunctioning. Well, because I I want to get the words out, mm-hmm. but I be thinking about so much at one time, and I be laughing at the same time. And mm-hmm. you know, we talked about it last week, where I just be like, "Oh, this is gonna be so good," and then mm-hmm. I just completely you forget. be living, right? You be living. Anyway, <clears throat> what's going on, everybody? It's a brand new episode of Off Book presented to you by Broadway Black. We're ready to hit our marks, and we're gonna hit them right now. My name is Drew Shea. I'm Don. You love. I'm Bossy Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, Mom. Listen. Yes, Joy. We have one of my most favorite people in the world, Bossy Ickby, in the building today. Y'all come on and just like send her all the love. I know you Woo! can't like I can't I can't even explain to you what this means for me and how much 
um, I'm excited for you to be here and just and talk about so many so many different things. Okay. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Okay. So tell the people a little bit about um, who you are and how you're attached to Broadway Black, how you're attached to the theater community. If, you know, if they don't know, if y'all don't know who Bossy Ickby is. For those uh, fools that don't know. Yeah. Like, no shade, y'all, but those fools that don't know. Because you are just a, a treasure. Thank so you. okay, well maybe I should I should do the resume because she's not going. I know you're not going. She's not going to do it. She's, <laughs> she's not like, going to talk no. about herself the way that you know she uh, deserves and and all her great things. So Bossy Ickby is a writer and a mental health advocate. Uh, her debut essay collection, I'm telling the truth, but I'm lying, is forthcoming in August from Harper Perennial, an active voice in the mental health community. Bossy is the founder of the don't. Seaway Project, yes, okay, the Seaway Project, a global nonprofit centering the lives of black and brown people in conversations surrounding mental health. She's also the creator of No Shame Day, an initiative that attempts to reduce stigma and create space for uh, people to be heard and seen through their own stories. Bossy lives in Maryland and is working on various projects. Now, we met a couple of years ago, almost like, what, eight years ago? Eight years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah eight years ago uh, via the internet. Um, and she was such an advocate for mental health, and it was something that I was new to discovering that, hey, I'm not just a lazy person. I have something that I am dealing with, and um, I need to find the proper resources and help. And so Bossy was like my first introduction into finding and discovering more about um, getting help for my mental uh, my mental health. And um, also learned that you were... Uh, an amazing poet in the in the process of you tweeting out all these amazing things about mental health advocacy, um, but you're an amazing poet. You worked with Deaf Poetry Jam, mm-hmm. and that was really something that catapulted you uh, into the limelight. So can you talk a little bit about that and, and tell people about your journey and along with the mental health aspect included? Um, first of all, it's good to see you. Good to see you, and too. And I remember that first conversation. I had to pull over in the gas station and just oh my chill and talk to you for a bit. Um, yeah, I, I started my career here in New York City um, with Deaf Poetry Jam, the TV show. But this is, this is a Broadway connection. Yeah. Um, I joined the traveling uh, tour of the Tony Award winning Deaf Poetry Jam. Yeah. And I still have that book. Do you that really? collection. Oh yes. Oh wow. Mm. <laughs> Taking wow. me back. Yes. It feels like it was three years ago, mm. but I know it wasn't. Um, <laughs> this was like two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Uh huh. Yes. Right. It was then. <laughs> she said, "Don't try it." Right. I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and stop. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> but um, so you you joined the tour, mm-hmm. um, and so what was that experience like for you being a part of a uh, Tony Award winning uh, play that is now the first national tour? Um, it was it was good. It, it, it was good in the beginning. We started off, I joined the the, the, the company when they were in Scotland mm, at the okay. Inver Fringe Festival. Um, and that was an amazing experience. We were there for, I think, July and August for the Fringe Festival. And then when we got back to the States, it started the statewide tour. Um, and I did... Uh, I want to say about like 80% of that tour. Mm-hmm. And then I had a mental breakdown. Mm. Um, that's actually when I was first diagnosed with bipolar two disorder, because what I'd realized um, was during the course of my life, I'd sort of figured it out like, okay, well I'm depressed right now. And so I'll just hide and I'll be quiet and I won't talk to anybody. And then when I, you know, shoot up, shoot up <laughs> when my mood elevates, <laughs> um, I'll just run around and do all the stuff that I didn't do when I was down. And that, that was my schedule for mm. for as long as I can remember. Yeah. I remember when I was 
like nine, 10 years old, I'd stay up all night like reading. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, she's so smart. She reads like five books in a week. She wasn't sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then when I was down, uh, all the stuff that I read, like I'd read my textbooks from beginning to end. So the one's time to take an exam or write a paper, I still had that. I was retaining that memory. I wasn't oh, wow. studying or anything. But when I got on tour, you know, the, the, the life, you, you know, dressing room at seven o'clock, show starts at eight, you're on stage for two hours, then you can, you know, whatever. So, and then we're moving around schedule. from city, yeah, we're moving around from city to city. So I couldn't do what I needed to do to recharge. Like I ah. couldn't, if I was down, I had to just get over it. And I was literally uh, doing the show, going back to the hotel, laying on the floor and just staying there until either we were traveling the next day or we're going back to the, if we're staying in the same city. Um, and I was just doing that over and over again until one day we were in Chicago. Um, I can't remember the name of the theater because now it's Hamilton's there and they changed the name, but oh, it, was, okay. it was that theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went back a couple months ago um, and I just couldn't do it. Like I, I usually, by the time I made it to the lobby of the hotel, I'd stop crying, I'd get in the zone, I was ready. But for some reason that day, for, for a good reason that day, um, I just couldn't stop crying. I was in my dressing room, couldn't stop crying. And then um, the uh, I had a thing a back and forth with the with the with wardrobe because they kept having to take my clothes in because I was I wasn't eating. And uh, she had come in um, to bring me the new uh, what do you call it? Not customized. Uh, the new costume? alterations oh, okay. alterations to my uh, to my outfit. And I was underneath the sink in my dressing room just crying. And I could not go on that night. Wow. wow. Yeah. And so what happened Mm. after that? Like from that point on, how did you end up getting the help that you needed? Well, uh, they sent me home. Um, It it feels like the next day, but that feels kind of wrong. You can't just send somebody home after something like that. But I I remember going home and uh, the the tour manager um, gave me a list of numbers to call. And... um, I I went home, rested for a little bit. Then the next day, I called some of the numbers, made appointments to go see. I went to go see four doctors in one day because mm-hmm. um, I just want to get back on tour. I want to go back to work. Mm-hmm. I just need to rest. I just need to sleep. Um, so I remember the first couple of doctors I just lied to. I was like, yeah, I'm just tired. One of them, I walked away with a fear of success diagnosis. Uh, I had an anorexia diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you go in there, you're like, I just want to be normal. Mm-hmm. What's the most normal I can get away with while still being, you know, not okay enough to be to right. be working? Um, and then by the end of it, by the end of that day, I saw Dr. Tiago. Mm. And I sat in her in her chair, and I was just exhausted. I was tired. And I looked there, I was like, I want to lie to you so bad. But I'm, there's something wrong, and yeah. I don't know what it is. And she and I had a little conversation, and... She, I remember this like it was just, I'm writing about it, so of course I remember it. Um, uh, she went to her desk, called a psychiatrist that she works with, and said, go and see him. Um, and I left from her to him, and he's the one who gave me the diagnosis. And I told him he was wrong. Mm. Um, <laughs> because I'd never heard of a black person, number one, having bipolar. Mm-hmm. And then number two, bipolar two, just sounded Made Even up. more crazy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I was like, come Extreme. on. Now I'm just right. throwing numbers behind stuff. Because I was like, I know what bipolar is, and I don't fit any of that criteria. Right. Uh, and he was like, well, yeah, because it's, it's on a spectrum. And even now, they think there's like a like a three and a four. Um, 
Right, because I mean, to black people, it's either you crazy or you're not. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. You, either you don't got them all or you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even even if you say that you are, it's whatever they think that means. You got that's, all of it. Right, that's you, what it you're is. You schizophrenic. Now you everything. You've got all of that like, now. You know he be talking to himself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, we all be talking to ourselves. Uh, <laughs> wow. True. Um, <laughs> but um, so. Yeah, so you've been on this journey for a while. How did you How did you begin your nonprofit organization? How did uh, uh, No Shame Day come about? Well, the Seaway Project started because um, a little girl that I had, I, when I first moved to New York, I used to babysit her and her little brother, and uh, she ended her life um, at the age of 15. Mm -hmm. um, she would be 21 now, so about six years ago, and her name was Seaway Monsanto. And um, one of the things that hurt me the most is as I was an advocate, there was somebody that was close to me and I had just spoken to her. I would just seen her, I think about four or five months before she left us. And I, and I talked to her and she was like, I'm okay. I feel great. I'm doing well. And then four or five months later, she was gone. And I realized that there was so much more that I wanted to do, like me having these one-on-one -on -one conversations and yeah. talking about things at my shows. It just didn't feel like it was enough. And I felt like there are so many people who don't have the mother that Seaway had and the family that Seaway had who were struggling and I wanted to figure out how to recreate that that family for people and and at the time you know Twitter and social media was you know what people were doing I mean they're still doing it but um there was a sense of community that was formed there instantaneously and people were able to talk about things that they wouldn't talk about ordinarily and so um mm. no shame day was you get 24 hours 24 hours to just tell your story 24 hours you've got I, I was like 40 50 people will be listening to you I didn't know it was going to be as big as it was mm -hmm. that first time um and yeah it was just for people to tell their stories and to hear stories and to say oh wow that sounds like my mom or now I understand my cousin a little bit better or that sounds like me wow. yeah. and those 24 hours you make the appointment you 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 tell somebody you get that help um it's just a 24-hour free space for people so yeah that's amazing. I love it. That's amazing. Um, so now you have this book coming out. Yes. And so that is going to be all talked about your story is in, in this book. It's essays, yeah. Okay. Um, but what I want to do with the, because I think like I've told my story so many times, and what, I wanted, what I'm doing with this book is I'm telling the story the way it feels to have the experience. So mm. when I'm writing about uh, an anxiety attack, you, I don't want people to have an anxiety attack, but I want you to know what that feels like, yeah. what the words feel like, what the, what, what the body mm. does when you're going through those things. Um, when I'm writing about uh, like a depressive episode, I want you to know what the triggers were. Like I'm showing you somebody said this thing, my brain made it into something else, and I'll take you on that journey, how I got from here mm -hmm. to there. So I want people to really feel it as opposed to just kind of, I kind of get it, I don't get it. Like, no, this is it. Like this is where it goes. This is why when you say this to your to your best friend and then, you know, a couple of weeks later, something else happens. This is what happened. This mm -hmm. is this is where she went with all that. This is where he went with all of that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just hoping that people get like a, a really solid understanding of what this process is and why it's not so easy to snap out of and, and why, you know, just shake it off and take a walk and you should exercise. All that stuff doesn't really yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I thank you so much. So the book is called I'm Telling the Truth, But I'm Lying, which is like a perfect title for someone that deals with uh, these mm. types of disorders. Because yeah. um, we're mm. constantly telling the truth, but not the whole truth yeah. or making things up to, to smooth it over. And, yeah. and um, 
Yeah, so it's it's an everyday battle, yeah. uh, especially when you're not well, and so it's hard to to see the the uh, the forest through the trees sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but thank I, you for doing this work. Yeah, thank um, you it's, so much. it's so necessary. Um, and so we thank you so much for joining us. You thank have been you. an inspiration to my life. <laughs> Your headphones almost fell off. <laughs> uh, you've been an inspiration to my life in in so many different ways. And so you you know I've told you before that you've literally saved my life um, on occasion. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, yeah, like, and this is so, oh, because me and 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 Danye, um have a friendship based off of um, living in reality and, and lifting each other up, and mm-hmm. um, so it's just it's great to have both of you here because you guys have literally been two of the people that have saved my life. So I'm um, so proud of you. I appreciate honestly, it. like, just just your journey and the way that you have constantly found ways to find your morning and to find yeah. your reason to get mm. up and keep going i just i'm so proud of you i appreciate you i really really do um it's it's you know it's been Amen. um it's been a trial um and it's been difficult um but i'm steadily fighting here i am i mean yeah. this is this is just the beginning so we're we um getting our whole thing back come on now um, and <laughs> come so, on yeah so i'm excited about that hold on before he gets into his week <laughs> on the count of three we're gonna sing happy birthday yeah. One. To sing, uh, you don't have to What's sing happy key? birthday. What's the key? 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 Alice, you go. Let's do this right here. Okay. Y'all really don't have to do this. Okay, sorry. Y'all really don't have to do this. Okay, we're doing it again. Okay, you, you kind of saw. Okay. okay. Five, six. Happy birthday to you. still didn't follow you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Uh, bitch, bitch, it's your birthday. Happy August the second. Yes, it oh, was. Leo. <laughs> I'm a Leo. Yes. Oh, that, ain't that James Baldwin birthday? Yes, too? it is. Yeah. I do share a birthday with James Baldwin. Come oh, through. Yes. So you know it's a special day. Yes. I appreciate it. Yes. Okay, so what did you do August yes. second? Talk about it. <laughs> you better be smoking okay. all the blunts. Hell. What was your week giving leading up? What did the day get? What did <laughs> the post get? We want to know what's the What's the Oh my God. Yeah. So first of all, it's bottles here, literally, and they just wondering like where these bottles come from. But now that it, we we know that you birthday, they about to pop the bottles. Oh. It makes all the more sense to yeah. pop it's, the bottles. It's, it's, it's the it's 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 Chris about to help him. You know what I mean? Come on, it's so come on, talk about your week. If I could get a word, I mean, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even get a word in. You know how we do. <laughs> but I thank y'all so much uh-huh. for wishing me happy birthday. You know I'm not a big birthday person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never been like um 
I just don't come from a family that's like a really like a gift birthday celebrate because you know so we say hey happy birthday it's your mm-hmm. birthday but like we're not doing you know extravagant parties we're not mm-hmm. doing extravagant gifts oh, okay. i just never really have been like a celebration type of person for my birthday mm-hmm. if i do anything i do stuff for myself like i'll take myself on a vacation oh. i will take myself on a um yes you will <laughs> in a yes, heartbeat, you will. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yes. um so i was supposed to be in costa rica <gasps> I love Costa Rica. I was supposed to be in Costa Rica. Yeah, right now. Um, I was actually supposed to be in Costa Rica right now. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. um, but I ended up canceling my trip. Yes, wow. you did. Um, I've just been in a space, and I told you, I'm still consistently working on myself and working mm-hmm. through my anxiety and my depression, and I have been. That's a thing. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. And I've been real. operating in a space for a long time of uh, being everything that I'm not. Oh. Um, mm. Of being and, and having to. Um, and and, ha- and having fun doing it. I'm not saying it's anything bad mm-hmm. about okay. sometimes being stuff that you're not. Um, but I've just been in a place where I'm just wanting to be who I who I am. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. I just yes, have to are. I have to say that. That's all I act. You know. No, I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. That's who I Claim am. It, yes. Um, and I haven't been operating in that space. Mm-hmm. And so I've been wanting to operate in that space and not wanting to. I've been actively um, choosing to. Um, operate in that space and so mm-hmm. I ended up getting an audition that I really wanted yes, um, that's, it, that's it yeah I ended up getting a show uh, getting an audition for a show that I really want to do mm-hmm. um, I had an audition for that yes. um, on my birthday hey, hey. And so, birthday gift yeah, yeah yes. so my birthday was like that's what I was preparing for like all morning mm-hmm. people was calling me my phone was on do not disturb I FaceTimed him yeah. and I don't FaceTime oh. and this nigga paid me dust <laughs> I paid him dust <laughs> paid him dust paid him dust do you hear me <laughs> Because, well, I, I wasn't, even, you know, because I wasn't paying attention to my phone. I just wanted to be present, a present, mm-hmm. and and uh, prepared, mm-hmm. um, and true. and not psych myself out because it was so many different things I could psych myself out about mm-hmm. when it goes to an audition. Like, oh, I don't like the way my headshot printed off. I'm not going. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way my res. Oh, I, and I actually went to audition and I had printed off the wrong resume. And it was like my non-equity resume. I'm like, oh, this is like, uh, I would have left the audition. Mm-hmm. I would have like, nope, I'm not doing this. I, I, I can't, I can't look crazy like this, you know. Um, just anything, any excuse possible. Okay. The, the, the gate at the audition don't open right. Oh no, I'm going home. It's a sign, right? I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm not gonna listen to the universe. Oh, I'm not gonna listen. That's my excuse. Oh, it's high. It's high. I'm not going. So, um, this was an opportunity for me to just really operate in uh, the space that I wanted to. Um, And I felt really good about it. You know, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't, um, you know, everything I did in in my process and my, you know, rehearsing the piece and and rehearsing the sides. It wasn't everything that I had planned in my head. And, oh, I want to do this. and I'm going to do this on this beat. And I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't all of that. It was just simply me. And I'm so, I was so happy and grateful and showing up. Yes, I just showed up. Um, and I showed up and I was able to have fun. Hey, Amen. Doing something that I love. Yeah, doing something that I love. And so um, that was that was my birthday. Hey. Yeah, that bad. was my hey, birthday. It's a good birthday. Yeah. Yes, it is, right? It was a really yeah. good birthday. It was a really good birthday. And, and, and I ended up getting a call back. Hey, hey, hey. That was the gift. Hey. Yeah. hey. Ended up doing that. So I'm really happy about that. And I'm just, um, just trying to like, you know, stay in that place mm-hmm. and not like psych myself out like yeah. um do I did, did I really do this like is yeah. this did, mm-hmm. does this belong to me no, right. no, yeah. like no, yeah. am, am, am I worthy oh, of this yeah. like yeah. or is it because of this or is it because of you know any yep, excuse any that you want to make up in your head oh, right, oh, right, they, right. Must, they must mm-hmm. have seen me they know me because of Broadway Black or they know mm-hmm. me because of this and this and mm-hmm. it's like 
no, I did this. Right. This mm-hmm. is this belongs to me. Right. Let me own yeah. it. Let yep. me yes. let me carry it and be proud of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, even though it's just it's just one. You know, you always want to like downplay. Oh, it's just this one. Mm-hmm. But like, no, let me. Everything is one. Though. Right. Everything, Everything is, is one. one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like being in that place and being in that headspace and then picking myself up to do it again. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, to do it again in a different space, right. in a different place, right. with a different piece. You know right. what I mean? So that's the practice. Yeah, too, doing yeah. it over and over yeah, yeah, yeah. and over again. Um, and, and and a lot of you know that. A lot of you know that that sort of you know hitting the pavement and really being out there and, out and being an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, that just hasn't been my path. I know all the actors. I know mm-hmm. everybody. I know everybody in the industry, and mm-hmm. I've um, worked with a lot of you know the same people, but just not in the aspect in which I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Just because other things just picked up in the way that God God just has a plan, his own yeah. plan, yeah. yeah. And so I just think in this timing, I because I am being so um, focused on self and self growth and self love. In order to love myself, I have to be who I am. Hey, amen. Um, and so that's what I'm just trying to operate amen. in that and being who I am. And I'm an actor. That's right. It. I know that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an actor. And then all yeah. this complexity. Period. That's with it. Per- period. period. Hey. Yep. That's it. I'm an period. actor. Period. Hey. And I can do a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Right. Uh-huh. Right. You know, right. I can do all I of that. I can do all that shit. Well. But mm-hmm. who I am. It said it's okay if you, to say my name if you choose to read this on the show. Mm-hmm. Hi, y'all. First, just want to say that I love what you're doing. Thanks for doing this work and creating this space for us. Two questions. How do you maintain your mental, emotional health in these white artistic spaces? Ooh. How do you maintain your mental, emotional health when dealing with skin folk who definitely ain't kinfolk? A little background. Diving right in. A little background. I'm an actor by training, but my day job is in arts administration because a girl's got to eat. Mm-hmm. The senior management of my company is mostly white. Publicly, the company says that they want to improve diversity and be more inclusive, but internally, that's not the case. I've heard white senior managers spout the same uh, idealistic bullshit at other jobs, so I guess it's the norm. But as a person who's in therapy to manage my mental health, I find this language so deceptive and hurtful. Maybe I take shit too literally, or it's the sense sensitive artist in me but I actually do want a diverse and inclusive workspace and I want the good coin but I've also lost sleep and cried at cried at times when I was treated unjustly or disrespected and honestly it's not like I'd talk to my white boss or my white HR department about the microaggressions I experienced there's a black manager on my team I initially thought could be support but turns out I was sorely mistaken Mm. they tried to sideline me or cut me out of opportunities I deserve to be a part of. I can create boundaries and advocate for myself as necessary, but it's tiring and mindfuck to work with black people and a mindfuck to work with black people who don't want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. Like Issa, I'm yeah. rooting for everybody black. Anyways, thanks for reading this dissertation and all the work y'all do. It's inspiring. Keisha. I have a lot of feelings. Same. I have a lot of feelings and I feel like a lot of like... Pour them out. I feel like Drew, like Drew's been like looking at me like this whole session because like he sees that my energy is not the same as it used to be and Mm. it has a lot to do with the white institutions but I think the thing that really broke my spirit was when I met someone who I thought was my hero Mm. and they were my teacher and they were the coldest, coldest person at the school at Steppenwolf and Mm. um actually just kind of and it's like they don't owe me anything like you know they're a grown person like they Mm -hmm. have their own space Mm -hmm. but it was to the point where I would be in class and doing monologues and like they'll be like all right, great like Mm -hmm. sit down or like I'll try to like get more information about what's going on and they'll just like shut me down so like a black teacher yeah, it's mm-hmm. one of y'all faves. Um, <laughs> Ooh, you gonna um, tell me after the show? Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, you can mention it, and we just bleep it out. 
Oh shit! He was such bleep the fuck out of that. <laughs> wow. He was such a cold, 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 mean, mean person really? to me, and it also sucks. to like the intern who was there. Like she was like another black girl, and she was like, "Hey, like I can like walk you to the class," and he was like, "I went here," and just like kept walking. And like he says that it's because they say that there it's because uh they're introverted and like cried in our class and made it about him and i was like you're just cried in your class yeah what um he like because like someone didn't understand something and then he started crying because he was like i just don't want y'all to think that like i know where y'all are at and i don't want y'all to think that i'm a bad teacher and i'm like it's not that you're a bad teacher you're just cold like Mm -hmm. um and i don't know it just really hurt me specifically because i saw you know, I did, you know, the play in undergrad or whatever. Mm-hmm. I read all of the plays. I went out and bought all of the stuff. And mm-hmm. then to just meet your hero and mm-hmm. for them to just kind of shit on you and not even see you and like you. key and love up on the white girls and shit like that. It's just oh, really? really? Yeah. It was like he literally told one of the white girls, like, oh, I'm going to write a play for you. And I was like, I need to get out of this place. Wow. And it's not like, it's not anything about that, but it was just so. Like, even now, like, I feel like I'm about to cry about it. Yeah, it's just, it really, really fucked me up because I just couldn't fathom, like, this person who wrote these plays Mm -hmm. that, like, I saw myself in Mm -hmm. and I explicitly told them, like, I, you've literally changed my life. The whole reason why I stopped doing musical theater was because I realized that there was someone like him writing great plays. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just kind of really fucked me up. And it's like, I expected it from the white folks. Like, I've had, like, teachers literally say nigga in front of me. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, you know, but that, when it's the skin folk, it really hurts. And I I always say to myself now, like, ever since that experience, everything that's your color is not your kind, and everything that's your kind is not your color. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been, I've I've said this multiple times in the show, um, and I've also had to do some reflection on myself and realize why that angered me so. Um, Why is it that I allow people that do not have my best interest to have so much power mm-hmm. over my emotion, um, my emotional health. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it, it can really eat away at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it ate, away, ate, away at me, uh, ate away at me for some time. I mm-hmm. mean, even before we started doing the show and, and mm-hmm. well long after we, we've been doing the show, like, you know, um, and I don't want to even put a time limit on, on my healing, but I'm mm-hmm. still healing uh, from, from those things and those microaggressions and, mm-hmm. and um, believing that uh, this fantasy that I had in my head was real, mm-hmm. uh, what this community was, what this theater community. And we've talked about this so many times on the show, so I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel your energy that you're bringing into the room because of that. And I also yes. have been steering it in a different direction. Yeah, you have. You, you have. Something <laughs> else. Because I because mm-hmm. I, I see myself in you. Like me and you, we I'm, know. Yeah. Same, but we already know. Like, I'm trying Same. so yeah. hard, Drew. Like, you know, like, I'm but trying. But like, you, see, you're a teaching moment for me right now mm-hmm. because I can see myself <laughs> in you. Same. And I see what that, I see that energy, but we also have to be responsible responsible for the energy that we bring into yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. We have Absolutely. to be responsible for the interactions that we have with people. And I'm do I'm definitely am doing so much better in mm-hmm. trying to um in, in trying to actively pursue uh, quality, healthy relationships and connections, regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's for mm-hmm. a moment or for a lifetime. Right. Um, right. I want to make sure that I leave marks on people. I want to be mm-hmm. kind. Mm-hmm. I want to start being the person that I see inside of myself, yes. that I share with myself. Amen. I want to yes. be that person to other people around me, no matter what it is that they do, mm-hmm. no matter what they say. Um, let me be the one that uplifts. And, yes. and in, in the process, I'm going to uplift myself. Exactly. You know, if I'm uplifting others, I'm going to go higher with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the, the type of energy that I want to have. That's the type of energy I want to put out into the world. And you just have to remind 
remind yourself of that. Yes. That, 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 that that energy is not serving you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything but eat at you. Yeah. And, and, and we have to get to a place where we're able to uh, really be real with ourselves about that right. mm-hmm. um, and feel all of those things because right. mm-hmm. it, it's it's honest it's, it's there. real it's yeah there. it's and yeah. It's, it's not we're yeah. not taking away from that experience so Absolutely. feel that yeah. right. feel Absolutely. all of that that you need to and then let it go mm-hmm. i have to mm-hmm. yeah. let it go and move forward right um yeah i say i feel you too child I definitely, definitely feel you, and I'm an empath, and I like absorb everything. Mm-hmm. Like my spirit, excuse me. I feel like I'm sensitive to like physical mm-hmm. life, spiritual life, everything. You know what I, mean? I feel so much, and um, you really have to. And I'm speaking to myself, and this is what I'm learning. Like you really have to know that people treat you in a way that is a reflection of them and not of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as much as that sucks, and it's like, I had this acting coach and she would shit on me all the time. And I paid like $125 an hour for this lady. And a black woman. I mean, she never had a positive thing to say to me. She would always be like, well, not always, this one time she was like, when you leave your daughter, she'll never forgive you. Like, let me tell you, when I leave my daughter, my my daughter, like I said, is nine. She's, I, I, from the time that I found out I was pregnant with her, which was like, I was like three weeks pregnant, to my ninth month, I was either in a show or I'm directing a show. Mm-hmm. And my daughter will say, Mommy, I'm going to miss you, but you have a great time. I love you. You know oh, what I mean? That's amazing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So just know that these people don't. It ain't about you. Yeah. It is not about yeah. you. And I and I realized that every single day when you're questioning, like, wow, did I say something? Did I do something? Because that's is there, where I was. Right. I was like, yes. did I say something wrong? I was like, what yes. is it? Like, what did I? Right. Woo. Right. No, let it out. Like, no, no, it's right. okay. Let but it out. It's like, what did I do to you other yes. than just support you? Yes. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I'm you know, taking this class. I'm here. Yes. And it's like. <laughs> I, think the, I think that there might be a lesson to learn in uh, where the reward is, mm-hmm. and I think the, the what what we have to learn, and we should know as artists or or figure out, is the 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 work or the 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 thing that ministers to you is the thing that's the gift from God or that's the art that's the thing that's the thing that we should be giving the glory, right. the tangible people where the the mm-hmm. the word and the life and all of that stuff come from, mm-hmm. they are also. Um, victims of this life. Yes. They are also very real people. Right. And so the reward might be in saying, you know, I'm grateful for um, what you've given that is profound. Right. And you can be very profound and you can you can be very effective and also very broken. Like, I think Mm -hmm. life, God and the universe can really use anybody. Right. Um. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think I think maybe that is a, a piece of the lesson to learn in um, meeting certain people and working with certain people, because uh, to to be in a place to teach other people mm-hmm. or or to be in a place to perform mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Uh, people, you know, it, it just is 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 passionate as you feel about this. I think people are like, you know, what did it take for me to get to the stage today? Right. right. You know? Right. Um, and so I, I think I've been going forward into what I'm going to accept from you is just the art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the thing that's 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 supposed to get me to the next level. Yeah. Um, and people are rooting for you. 
Like legit You know what I mean Yeah definitely like, and, and that's another thing That we forget We lose sight of Like it's like because Okay so This person about, is here yeah. I love them I need to let them know How I feel about them right. See me See me See me right. Like that's really We want to be understood We want to be accepted But we want to be felt. We want to right. be felt. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, there are people that we have no idea who are seeking us, yeah. who see us, who love us, that we don't even know. We need to hold on to that. Yeah, you know what I mean? And know sure. that yeah. through all of anybody not receiving us in a way that we would want or them showing us the love that we so desire, mm-hmm. like we need to just assure ourselves of our poppiness. Right. And, and sometimes go back and look on them comments on Instagram. Like, it's, <laughs> like when I walked in and saw you, like it just brought me so much joy because how many times I slide in your DMs all the time. <laughs> I'm commenting on your pictures all the time. It's like yeah. there was one day I needed some encouragement and I told you I went to yeah. your Instagram. You know what I mean? So like we see you and I'm sorry that he did not see you. And I would even say, write that nigga a letter. And and then you don't even have to send it to him, True. but it's for you. Right. Like, this is what my expectations was, and try to let that go. Right. But still, feel that thing. Yeah. Shake it out, dance it out, scream it out, whatever. And then, and you might feel like you're healed, and then it might come up again. Mm-hmm. And do the same thing until until it's just not there anymore. Yeah. Child. And I'm working through that as well. Yes. Yeah. Be, be, and I, yes. I think be effective. I think yeah. I think the reward for me is to, I want to be effective in my art. Yeah. You like people can can have even valid reasons to not like you right but they can't say that Nick Alexander's art is not effective right and that's the gotcha. I can be I, I I can be a girl that never books again mm-hmm. but what you won't say about me is that I wasn't effective okay yeah. I love that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what you won't say about me like mm-hmm. I, you, you can talk about me and like all oh, that's fine but that, but that's that's because that's my goal mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I think that's that's the reward for me that like you could be like child he smell like hot cheese <laughs> but baby when he opened his mouth mm-hmm. you know that's what at least that's what I want right mm-hmm. that that's what I that's what I want. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. thank you y'all yes. yeah of course man I mean because I, I mean I know that place I know that energy mm-hmm. and it will consume you and oh eat away gosh. at you mm-hmm. um, and it just makes you bitter Oh, I'm incredibly, like, I'm so exhausted. But, like, I'm also trying to work through that. And, like, you know, listening to the podcast and, like, just listening to how proactive you've been in, like, managing, like, everything. It's just, it's so inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've noticed, too, like, um, I am the energy that I draw. You know, a lot of, I I get on this show with Danye and Amber. Mm -hmm. Um, Danye, you know, that's my nigga. (laughs) Me and Amber, I've known Amber since I moved here. Um, And so we just have a really solid connection. But I get with them and I play the contrarian a lot Mm -hmm. um, simply because I know that they will not. I know they will always try to find a way to smooth it over. And Mm -hmm. I want to talk, I want to have the real conversation. So I do play the contrarian a lot um, in this particular instance, in this setup. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've noticed that the energy that, that, um, I put out on this the waves. Let me Google Kachirin. Um, that's why I love you so much. Google, I was like, I ain't gonna pretend I know this shit. Kachirin. Angel Bryce, ladies and gents. I'm like, educate me, educate me, okay? Look, am I coming? But I won't leave out ignorant. Okay. Hey, I like that. Pick you up. You don't have to leave here the same. Ooh, yes. Come on, see, not, Shout can, out to Dorinda. Can you sing Happy Birthday to my mama? But that was my week. <laughs> oh Jesus! Because <laughs> literally halfway through, I was like, "Oh wait, y'all, this was all from me." Just still talking about my week. We yeah. didn't get to- we so didn't that get was there. my week. 
Oh my God. Okay. Well, Amber, what was that week? <laughs> I ain't do shit. Okay, so we left here and we, we have to talk about the snob party because that's a new Broadway oh, thing. Oh yeah, we went to Come the snob. Through. We went to Saturday nights on Broadway. So DJ Dugs, Preston Duggar, and DJ it's Sa- Sunday nights. It's Sunday night. My bad. Yeah. But, but they still call it snob. I, anyway. Right. Uh, so DJ Dugs and DJ Ari Grooves, who is it was her birthday. Um, shout out to AJ. Um, they are hosting like so for those who don't know snob means Saturday night on Broadway and usually at your individual theaters you might before or after the show have a little party some people pick a theme and it'll be like we're gonna have a luau and so they go to somebody's dressing room post show and you have a little cheese of crackers you you play some music you know you might party in the hallway whatever have but a little bottle or something you have a little bottle yeah. it's cute before you have to come back for your last day of work right so they wanted to do something that that could include everybody. So like everyone, Broadway, Broadway adjacent, wherever you right. do, have a night where we all come together and party. So they created Snob Sunday Night on Broadway, where after your last show, you come together for a little food, a little drink, a little kiki, a little dance. And it was so cute. It was really cute. Mm. It's going to be once every month. The next one is December 16th. And it's it at was, Rowe Hotel. It's at Rowe Hotel. Now, don't it's y'all... It's 8th Avenue. It's eight, yeah, it's 8th between like 44th and 45th, I right. believe. It's where we had our first uh, Broadway Black Tony Awards being uh-huh. party. Mm-hmm. So it was the same place mm-hmm. we had that. And it's a really beautiful space, beautiful yes. bar. Beautiful um, energy. Yeah. It was just a, a mixture of... Projection um, screen. Yes. And just everybody, all the Broadway shows, everybody came through. It was cute. It was very cute. Mm-hmm. Till midnight. And then, you know... We well, you was out till 3 or 4 in the morning. I so. mean, she's cute. She said you she was living. part. You was, you was out because I was like, uh, I went home at 11 because yes. I was tired. This and I is said, true. I'm gone. Well, it was the after party across the street and I was like, I mean, well, I'm I here. I didn't know about the so. after party. I saw your Instagram. You, like, you left early. Late. He left early. He, right. you know. Even if I did know about the after party, I still would have been been home. But you she ha- was... You would have. She had her cute sweater on. Oh, yeah. It was that night. She had her cute sweater on. It was that night. I mean, she's single and ready to mingle, so... Shoulder was out and she just scooted on right, down. She she, you ain't slick. I, and I she saw her scooted it down. And I saw her talking to a couple of men. First of all, first of all, first live of all, live your life. Go live your life. All, live your life. Hey. If y'all don't act, y'all know I was out with the kids. Why y'all acting? Why y'all acting? <laughs> Everybody in there wasn't no kids. It was a co- mostly kids. <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> you were talking to there. some men. I see her who talking these to some men. You were talking over, to the like, men's is it? I was like, who is that? What you doing? Your shoulder out. Oh, shoulder like, out. She said, get into this chocolate. Right. Get into was, this chocolate. Feel she was trying to show them. Like, she was trying shit. to show them as oh she had, you know, put the uh, put the ointment on. So wait, so was it just one shoulder or did she do both? You know, like shake. Well, you know it could have came down. I know it could have. Because she wanted this one down so low. So severe. So, right. It so was severe. so severe that this the top of the titty be, was showing. Yeah. Oh, my I God. Mean, I was out. Okay. She was out here. Amber was out here getting her I ain't mad at it, boo. I ain't mad at it. Head of top uh-huh. of that titty show. I see. It's uh, yours. It belongs to you. His, I'm not going to say his name for real, but I see uh, the Hulk. Who are we know I'm talking about the Hulk. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Y'all should have uh-huh. saw him. He just uh, popped uh, his chest up like he was the Hulk. The one that we all had to go around and ask all the kids the tea, and the kids gave us the tea that we thought we already had been sipping on. Wait, what? Yeah, he 
Short and shirt was too tight. What Monique say? Say we names. Not be we about this. See, look, we talk about two different people. We gonna talk about this offline. Okay. We gonna be off book and talk about this at the house. Praise okay. the Lord. Well, just don't let me forget because you know people forget I hate sometimes. You so much. I need to know. That whole segment just now was the most ridiculous ratchetry. <laughs> you know how in we the do. Because if that is some tea that I need to drink, I need to be on top of okay? it. Okay. And underneath. I, yes. Alone. Okay. Lipton and, and on the side, green tea and, and black but tea, mango tea, first and flipped herbal tea. You know what, Chris? Can't you, you know please what? press a button, turn this shit off? Because you see me over here struggling, and you ain't doing shit. Listen, oh. you said at the top of the show, we're versatile. Oh, Come on now, you said God. it. That's the name of this episode. Hashtag versatile. Hashtag versatile. <laughs> Jesus Christ. From the rooter to the tutor. I hate everybody here. Tutu, you know what? <laughs> Where do you want me? Where do you... here I am? <laughs> Tooted and booted. No, where do you want me? <laughs> that was my week. Good night. Oh my goodness! No way. I just gotta say to that moment real quick. So, oh God. this was way back in the way back <laughs> with modern day black gay. We were doing uh, like behind the scenes, and Drew was talking about this. Uh, Drew was talking about this one episode where his character was getting his ass ate out. Right. <laughs> oh Lord! Wait, what? <laughs> and he was just talking about like, where do you want me? Tooted and booted. Here I am. Here I am. I'm tutored and booted. Ready everybody. to get that ass ate. Y'all know, oh, my God. What is because, happening? Because y'all know Danye, like, hey. right, Danye has a pen out of this world. So he writes his his truth and Come this through. character. I And I forgot to tell you, somebody hit me up. What? Um, On one of the apps talking about some, um, uh, aren't you a hairstylist and, and a, ooh, uh, ooh, a stripper? Ooh. <laughs> Block. Nigga, what? Oh. <laughs> Hit me up talking about some, aren't you a hairstylist you, and a stripper? You played a hairstylist and a stripper and a stripper right, character. character. Oh and I said, what? And I didn't get it at first, but I thought like, oh, hell no. Block, block, block. Aren't you a hairstylist <laughs> and a stripper? They thought Drew Shea was actually really Tony. Yes. Come through. No. But, I mean, Loki, you you be looking like Trey. You look like you could do both of them things. So. Okay. Well, well I do them both very well. Shout out. Especially when he come in here with his Tims on, his And fitted. his juices and berries okay. in his hair. Uh-huh. Can't nobody tell this don't nigga act like y'all don't know I'm, You can I'm swing that, on I'm several poles. I right. know you are. Now. I'm, that mm-hmm. I'm, that, I'm that nigga. Don't you? act like y'all don't Come know. Come on, nigga. Y'all, y'all done seen Come on, nigga. the way I pull them in. <laughs> y'all done seen the way I be pulling them in. <laughs> y'all, listen, I ain't even got to play tug of war. I'm just pulling. I'm just pulling. Just pulling them in. <laughs> Look, don't act brand new, y'all. Come on, man. Don't act like y'all don't know who Drew Shade is up in this bitch. Y'all, I don't know what this episode has <laughs> Turned into. I don't know where we are. I don't know what is happening. Oh my goodness! I ain't even got to do nothing. What was in the food on Thanksgiving? Jesus, help us! Okay, somebody pray. What is happening? So come on, Amber. What else you been doing this week? Nothing, nigga. Nothing. We are still on. We are still talking about the week. We ain't get to. I said what I said. Please, hot topic. Help us. 
Come through. I'm living. I'm here for it. Fuck so what, what else? Heard. So you went to Snob. I went to Snob, and then I went to Thanksgiving. That's it. I ain't do shit else. <laughs> ain't nothing else to talk about. I want to move on to the next topic. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This week has been a really difficult week, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's been like a really challenging week for me. I've been feeling super duper low. Um, I've been feeling super invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, and I know I, I'm saying all these things. I know none of them not to be true, but yet and still I felt this way. Invisible, low, uh, like I don't matter. It's, 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 it's really interesting. And like I've been trying to figure out like why I've been in this space. Do you feel this um, professionally, personally, and in, in um, general? I just feel it uh, emotionally. I feel it mentally okay. and so I've uh, for a long time the yeah the trick of the enemy for a long time been battling with depression and this isn't depression I like I know the difference mm-hmm. um and so with that being said, I do know it's just this really interesting um, raw space that I've been in. I've been uh, working on a play, uh, and it's I'll say it's probably the first play that deeply and truly explores what it means to be a black, uh, queer man living with HIV. And I've been uh, really unpacking and investigating a lot of my experiences mm-hmm. as a black gay man living with HIV. So just going down... Um, uh, 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 rabbit holes and places and experiences that I've come out of. So that's really, uh, that's interesting. That has, has been a part of it. And then also December 13th of this year will mark 10 years of me being wow. positive. Um, and yesterday, December 1st, was World AIDS Day. So I just feel like I'm in this just really emotional and really raw space. Um, I've overcome so much because the Danye that's here right now is nothing like the Danye who first found out he was positive. I went through such a journey, and I discovered and learned so much about myself. So I do know that the Danye right now that's talking about how low he feels is nothing like the Danye who actually was low and who didn't think he would make it. Um, so I'm just trying to like navigate what that means, what that is. Um, I'm honoring the space that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to cheat my way out of the space that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am acknowledging the space that I'm in and excited for what happens and what I'll learn from this. Cause I do believe it is a lesson to be learned. I'm excited for what I'm going to learn from the space that I'm in right now and see where I'll get to next. But that's how my week has really been. It's just been super duper low and super um, interesting to kind of unpack and navigate through. Now, can we touch a little bit on mm-hmm. your, okay. Um, two years ago, Terrell Alvin McCraney wrote an article mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. your status. Yeah. And it's sort of, that was your reveal. Yeah, that was me public, like mm-hmm. years before that, uh, close friends and family um, all knew, but this was my first time being public with letting like, everyone, mm-hmm. anyone, strangers know uh, that I've been positive. At that point, it was eight years. What mm-hmm. made what made that decision, like, what, what, why did you want to do that at that time? What, what about that time? That's a really good question. I think I got to a point and I got to a place of, um, I told myself I wasn't going to let the shame tear me apart. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to let it rip me down. And it got to a point where the... I realized how amazing my support system was and still is. And if anything were to happen, like I know that I have them and I also know that I have myself. Mm-hmm. I think I underestimated how strong I was. 
Um, and everyone's journey who is HIV positive is completely different. And so this isn't me saying that if you are positive and you don't share that you aren't strong, that's not the case. For me, I realized that I was in a very different space. Um, I was in a stronger space than I thought I was, than I thought I was in. Um, and I think that was the catalyst for me to decide to be public uh, with my status. Mm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, me and you have been close, mm -hmm. known each other for five years. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And we had been close for years at this at this point, And I had no idea. Mm -hmm. A lot of people um, did. And, and not trying to, you know, say it's about me. Mm -hmm. um, but we had just been so open mm -hmm. and, and raw with each other that I was taken aback mm -hmm. but you said something to me that because I didn't realize that I had contributed to the stigma and had contributed to um, the, the sort of the the shame mm -hmm. in a way and it made me feel it made me become a, more aware mm -hmm. um, I think that's one of the moments where my mind opened up like oh my gosh I can mm -hmm. be um, even though I'm a black gay man mm -hmm. and 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 have friends that are you know HIV positive, I can contribute to this stigma mm -hmm. unknowingly. Mm -hmm. And this is one of my closest friends. Mm -hmm. Like how? Like mm -hmm. I was I was mm -hmm. I I was hurt my like by what I had done. Mm -hmm. um, how are you navigating with um, still dealing with it? Because I don't know if I've if if I've done it again mm -hmm. since then, or if I've ha if I've had moments where I I have said things that you know could have could have hurt you or mm -hmm. or contributed to that so how are you still with people now knowing how are you still navigating with that space with people um that unknowingly are you educating are you are or how do you, how do we educate mm -hmm. um right. and, and get rid of the stigma yeah. i guess that's where i'm coming yeah. from and um and so with uh you and me uh D disclosing my status publicly, it was one of those things where um, I wanted for people to know what um, it looks like, what it means, and what it can be to be um, HIV positive. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you like don't know. Like someone who's positive um, has AIDS, even like walking around, they don't look a certain way. Like we don't look a certain way. So I wanted to just put myself out there publicly and then also realizing that I was getting some sort of visibility to me um, to use that as a chance to just um, put myself out there, to be completely honest with myself um, of what it is that um, HIV looks like, um, how someone who is positive navigates, how someone who is positive uh, can view themselves um, and so many different ends of the spectrum, whether it's uh, feeling super shitty, undesired, or if it's being someone who feels um, super desirable and like body positive and will post they dick in a booty hole on Instagram every no. chance that they get. <laughs> um, so just living their complete full lives um, and not being afraid of that. That was um, the prettiest booty hole I've It really ever was. Seen. It was like, spectacular. You didn't Wait, see the booty hole he posted? I, I saw a lot of pictures. I just don't remember if I'm thinking of the, the same booty hole as well. It was like in the water and like the, the hole the was, booty like hole was in the water. on the water. I might have missed that booty hole. Let because it back. was, uh, you won't be 
it was, was it taken down? It was deleted. And then I went on a rampage. Yes, you did. And I posted more. every penis that you could find. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, and so and and so that's also a part of me. And um, we were blessed. Yes, <laughs> you were. You were in but the city. Brandon, in the city. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon actually said one day Instagram is just going to take your account away. I mean, and there's nothing that you will do, and I will be down. over it. Um, but yeah, and so like we're joking about it, but like for me, uh, moments and things like that are um, really um, claiming who I am, um, not being ashamed of um, desire of um, my sexuality of sex as someone who lives with um, HIV. So like all of these things um, has been going through my mind and uh, like y'all were talking about uh, when I first started to share this, how the enemy is at work. Like I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I've been through. Yet and still there are moments when um, things just don't line up Mm -hmm. in terms of my spirit, in terms of my like mental. And I wonder, um, am I doing enough? I wonder... Um, am I being seen if I matter if there's love and I know all of that does exist um, so that's why this space is uh, so interesting and that's also why I'm sharing that as well because yes I am public I'm very vocal um, about my status but I'm also a fully realized human being so I can have these emotions yeah. and I want to share that that's also a part of the journey as well Yeah. so yeah awesome I love that I that's love where you, I've bro. been I love you I too I love you love you love you so much um, we're going to Make sure. Oh, I just want to say, you know, it was World World AIDS Day. Is that, mm-hmm. well, that's first. That was yesterday. Yesterday, mm-hmm. okay. Um, so make sure you know your status, get tested, mm-hmm. um, and let's end the stigma, y'all. Come mm-hmm. through. It, that is, it's not a death sentence. Oh, it's, it should not it, be. People are living full mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we are. Yeah. So I, I just, I um, send all my love out to us, and especially Black gay men, because we have the highest rate of infection, mm-hmm. um, and and. Just take care of yourselves, you all. Like, yeah. just just know what's going on. Yeah, they say one in every two. One in one in one every, in every two. two. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. And I and with that being said, because I one in four. Yeah, and then it was one in three, and now it was one in two. And I I will say, since being public with my status, so a few weeks ago, um, I I um, uh, it was on Facebook, it was on Instagram, and I I tweeted asking uh, black queer men who are HIV positive, uh, what are your thoughts on desire in terms of how you desire and how uh, you feel as if you are desired? Mm -hmm. And then today I shared just about how like low I've been feeling as I've been like navigating my status. And from that post uh, to what I shared today, I've been blown away at people who I know, who I'm close with, and even being so uh, public with uh, my status, complete strangers have been coming out the world works uh sharing that they're positive um as well um sharing like their journey um how long uh they've been positive uh some folks like anywhere from a few months ago all the way to like 20 years of being positive and it's everyone all within the spectrum so it's just been so interesting um to hear and to feel people um feel affirmed in themselves Mm -hmm. um and to just be able to talk about their journey and like where they are so Amen to that. You are you are changing lives. I'm trying to. Um, So I mean, y'all can say a moment where you went to the theater was like, why did I why did I come here? Like, what was this? Like, so I'll I'll say it wasn't a a moment of why did I come here. It was a moment of like, what the fuck is happening? Um, I was just I was confused. Okay. Um, I was. Oh, is it the mammy titty? No, I'm not. (laughs) 
That was actually a moment of all moments. Me and, that moment gave me, me life, actually. Me and Donya went to go see this show at the bleep, bleep, bleep that out. Bleep, bleep that out. Okay? Bleep we, it out. And I, why can't we say the name of the show? We can't no, say the name of it. No. Bleep no. it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't understand why we can't just be bleep no, it out. No, no. <laughs> I'm not playing. Bleep we that out. We went to go see this show, uh-huh. and the actresses were good. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, but like we, it just lost us along the way. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing good. You are. <laughs> I'm doing Keep really it up. good. The show lost us along the way. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, <laughs> when when it grasped us again, when it came back around to us, uh-huh. all we see and hear is a older slave character, <laughs> black woman, mm-hmm. that is, um, that we presumed all this time to really be a man. Uh-huh. Um, and she rips open her shirt and tells the woman I ain't your daddy because the woman said you're my father my uh-huh. mother told me all this time that you were my father uh-huh. and she ripped up her chest to show her titties and say I'm not your daddy Amber <laughs> is giving the look that we gave like and what they were at a, on a slave ship it was a slave like um, <laughs> port Tanya like is laughing like a slave ship dock uh-huh. and she's working the slave ship dock and like uh-huh. um <laughs> <laughs> and she rips open her. Wait, but did she have? Wait, did she have a bra on? No. Oh no! This is this is like slavery times play. <laughs> my head hurt. My head hurt. My stomach hurt. Oh, I'm gonna do the monologue from that next time. Oh, so if you if I do the monologue from that, because that's a black character. Uh. Oh, God. Uh, uh, wait, wait, yeah, wait. My, head wait. Hurt. my stomach hurt. <laughs> Danya, do you remember that moment? Of course, nigga, that's why I can't stop laughing. Because I'm just instantly transported back. Wait, oh. so they should do is just open, just hanging, hanging around. And we were both like, what? How did we get here? What just happened? And was it, spo- it was supposed to be deep. Like, it was yeah, it was supposed to be like. And nobody. Yeah, because the, the mom and this lady were in a. The, she was a stud. She was a slave stud. A slave. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> oh, that's the name of the episode. Slavery stuff. <laughs> I gotta pee! I can't breathe! Because I remember! I can't breathe! Oh! Oh my god! Yes, yes, and her and her and the mama uh, was in a relationship, but she had a uh, a baby by the slave master. Uh, but the mama never oh, told okay. her that she was born, um, that oh she was raped gosh. by the slave master. She just oh. said that this oh one man, um, I forget the name of the character, but it was like a man's name. Okay, um, mm-hmm. we'll just say Bubba. Uh-huh. Oh God, like, it it was, that don't make it any better. <laughs> because wasn't it like a like? But that's like the feel. Like it was like a Bubba. And, so, uh, and she's like, my mama uh, told me, Bubba, that you my you my daddy, uh, like you my papa. And she said, I am not your daddy. <laughs> Whip them titties out and about, okay? <laughs> okay. I can't shake it. Yeah. Can't yeah. Like she had she had no care for the titties at all. 
<laughs> like they they were just there. Help you know, me. Was, there was no way. Like, and then, uh, did it stay open? Like she put uh, her shirt. She she. I mean, she buttoned back up eventually, but she oh. she she held it there for a moment, uh, and we fell uh, out. Uh, <laughs> like we literally. That was a plot out. point. It was a plot point. Oh we, like, God. There really, you go. I mean that that is the that's the that's uh, that's it. Uh, that's actually <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> like it's no more to say after that. <laughs> Amber no got one. I know you got one. Amber don't want. <laughs> I, w- I wish I could tell y'all the name of this place so bad. Can we say the name of the, uh, no, name of the no. play? No, 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 because I don't think it was produced anywhere else. So I was going to trace back to the theater. Oh, Jesus. Oh, dang. So bleep. But you can tell me after because I need to look. Okay. okay, I'll tell Ooh, you. Oh, Jesus, okay. Maybe oh. I might bring the monologue. Oh, maybe. God, help oh. us. Jesus, please. Jesus. <laughs> my stomach hurts so bad right now. Oh, What's goodness. the next question, please? I can't take it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thanks. I'm so happy to see you. Thanks. Like, it's so exciting to see you flourish and like... Yeah. Cause you be out here singing. I'm trying. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, like, I'm trying. You be like, doing. <laughs> it sounds like you be doing. Like, right. no, she be doing. Like, um, what's the song from King Kong that um, the lead? Last of Rockin'. Yeah, yeah. Give me a little bit of that. Oh I know you got, my I know you got, God! Yeah, you just drink your water. <laughs> you just drink your water. You just, you you just drink your water. You you good and like moisturized oh and you know God. you liquefied. You know you got a little bit in there. What part you want to hear? Like, like the some good, no, some some good, yeah. Like, oh my god, I never heard it before. I wish I would have had the piano on me so I could have gave you a good Uh, key. Like, I'm like, what's the key? And this the this the thing. You can choose your key. All right, you don't know. (laughs) You can choose your key. Um, let me see. Let me see. I'm over here messing up with your stuff. Um, let me think. Let me think. Okay. I just put her on the spot, so she's Mm -hmm, like trying mm -hmm, to pull it together. She got it. (laughs) <laughs> She's got it. The audience will wait. Um, y'all gotta make me go through these words now. I've been gone for a month. <laughs> Jesus, let me think about it a lot. <laughs> 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 uh, that is killer. She's like these words. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how singers be. All right. <laughs> Oh, there, there we are. That's it. That's it right there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> Look, I'm about to mess up her whole I thought. I hate it. Oh, my God. If you think that, that also win. Right. Y'all, I got to find this key. I'm not about to play with y'all. Y'all like, she's like, I can't. All right. I need to hear the key. I need she's to She's like, hear y'all the key. not about I'm to have so me sorry. out here. Everybody on off book going to hear this. Okay. It's going to be a wet. It's going to be forever. She's like, uh-uh, y'all ain't about to have uh, me out here. you got to do me. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Sounding crazy for okay. all here for the world. I know that's You right. better find that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she got her phone out, y'all. She got it ready. It's, it is. Okay, y'all heard that? Look. This is the accompaniment, yeah. y'all. This is real serious. Come on. I we can hold it. that. I can hold yeah, that I while can, you sing. I'm here. Okay. And I'm going to put Let it in the mic. Let me figure out where we at. Yeah. Oh, this is a whole production. This gonna test my uh, my skills, long if I can hear. Uh huh. I'll be quiet. <laughs> uh huh. It's coming, y'all. Hold on. Give me one second. Let me just think about where we at. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Thank you. From birth, we've both been playing. 
cannot win We'll never break the locks Or ever leave the box The world has put us in A prisoner of history Another wasted mind But ain't we alive Both you and I We can survive this, you know But first you gotta put on a show Give a performance for the ages That everyone Kept in cages, put on a show. Stand up and roar, and you'll get through this. Put on a show. They will destroy you if you don't do this. If I could break these chains. If I could stop the show, nothing here would change. Reality remains. There's nowhere left to go. Because, ma'am, you just slayed yeah. our everlasting being. That was. I remember uh, Maya Angelou said it best. Um, Thank you is the highest form. Thank you is what you say to God. So when you don't know what else to say, say thank, thank you. you. Yeah. So thank you. It's so apropos that you bring her up because she sent Intozaki uh, children's books when she lost speech so she could learn how to mm. read again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Talk about community. Yeah. Right? We, well, talk we have about, to lift like, each other up. Yeah. Of that. Right? Like, not, not for play play, not for, for photo ops and... But for real. But for real, real. Like... But ugh. for real. Like, I... And it, it, it makes me think about... I remember um, <clears throat> hearing a story. Um, Sonia Sanchez mm. uh, was talking about um, when she went through a really hard time, um, divorce... And she got this years ago. Uh, she got to a point where she couldn't eat, she couldn't speak, she was incredibly weak. And Alice Walker um, noticed that she was dying essentially. And uh, uh, Miss Walker had um, her Sonia Sanchez come to her place for maybe like a week, two weeks, and she literally would feed her mm. every day. So she can get back her strength, and it, like hearing what you talked about, what uh, Dr. Maya Angelou did with Intazaki, and just thinking about this story about um, Sonia Sanchez and Alice Walker, just makes me think about again community and lifting each other up, and how mm -hmm. important it is. And what you just talked about, Drew, like not play play, not for no photo ops, not so you yeah. can get good with whoever has the most visibility right now, mm -hmm. but because this is community, like all we have is each other especially nowadays all we have is each other and it's so important that we lift each other and that we let each other know at the end of the day above all i see you 
And not I only that you. I see you, but I'm I'm here for, for you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm reading this really dope book by um, Nicole Fleetwood, mm-hmm. and it's on blackness and visibility. It's looking at visual culture, performance studies, um, what it means to uh, visually see black people, iconicity, like all of those things. And it's just like you see me but still walk past me Mm. (laughs) or you see me only so clearly or only so far. And I'm really interested in strategic connections, right? Like I think a lot about um, emergent strategy, which is an amazing book that I um, recommend folks be reading, but it's not about, you know, mass, but it is about strategic connections and strategic, not in terms of this New York network bullshit, Mm -hmm. but strategic as in like tribe, as in family. Mm -hmm. Like I love Ntozaki and she was very communal, but she knew who her tribe was. Like Lani Davis is who Mm -hmm. she walked with and through this for colored girls journey. Of course, her sister Aoife, right, who also directed a lot of her work. Um, She had specific people um, and strategic connections that she made with folks and then also availed herself to larger groups of people. But I think what happens here, at least what I'm experiencing, and this is my third year in New York and my first year really being more public Mm -hmm. and around people to a greater degree, is that folks are interested in what you have or are getting, but they're not interested in you. Mm, mm-hmm. And so the connection is very shallow. And I think part of that is this, the culture of the city. Like I'm from Chicago, born and raised. My other, the other side of my I family see, is New Orleans. We, we totally different. It's, it's a community, but it's, right. but it's a different setup, right? Geographically, Chicago True. is a city. We still have our segregation issues, but New York is borough based. And so people rep their borough or rep their neighborhood mm-hmm. or, you know, there are a lot of people who are transplants here. Yeah. And so like I'm, I, you know, give grace for that, that I don't feel the same kind of city pride that I feel in my hometown. But I do feel like, you know, within the black community, I see various strains uh, between folks who are in different parts of the diaspora. Mm -hmm. And then I Mm -hmm. see the different strains or, you know, unhad necessary conversations amongst those of us who may write the same topics or be, you know, in similar fields because of the the whole issue of scarcity and forgetting that it's manufactured right. and forgetting that, like, your purpose and God's plan for your life is going to avail no matter who has what. what. Hey, like, you know, so so I think, you know, it's it's that that idea of envy and jealousy and also just like scarcity that I think we're still struggling to overcome. And I, I, I think about my foremother, Nina Simone, and just that whole idea of having to be patient with each other because we've been mm. subjugated for o- over 400 years. And so we're doing a lot of unlearning. Yeah. And so for me, the issue of scarcity, I think about like in a slave quarter mm-hmm. when food is just being put there and having to get enough. Mm-hmm. And that is how I think we're still operating to a large degree within this industry, but outside of this industry. Yeah, this is how right. people are operating in life. So it's like, I want to hold grace for that, hold space for that, but also be very intentional about who is in my inner circle. Amen. Um, And holding them accountable. And holding them accountable. But Dominique, you know, always says, like, the circle gets bigger when we move over. So when we stop thinking that everything is scarce and yes there are only so many theaters and yes there are, you know, only so many shows that can go in a season, but it's like, if you're not walking indoors alone, then there is space for you. Like right. it will happen. What is supposed to happen will happen as long as you're walking in your purpose. And so I think really not just seeing each other, that is a first step, mm-hmm. but also walking with each other, like for real and not be worried about walking in front of somebody yeah. or that you're walking behind somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, it's, it's not about that place space. Yeah. It's like we're all behind and in front of somebody. Let's also be next to someone yeah, as we're walking definitely. through this. 
And I think that's the thing that makes it so nebulous is because not one person can give a truly finite answer to that, right? Like everyone sitting in here right now, uh, journey is different, yeah. right? Like what is for you is for you. So I can go through a particular journey that might be exactly like yours, but having completely different experiences, right? Being totally. completely different people. Um, I can only share how I navigated my way through it. So I think that's the thing that makes it so, like I said, nebulous and tricky because everyone is going to have their own um, entry point and everyone is going to have their own journey to get to whatever end result it is. Um, so, yeah, and I'm I'm still learning, like, how to navigate that as well. Like, what does that look like for me versus for you or for you or right. for you? Um, totally. And, like, how can I, one, a balance um, – having the healthiest version of Danye and mm -hmm. also being able to be the fullest version of Danye as yes, well, right? Yes. And the most authentic version of Danye. And yeah. sometimes it'll be like this give and take where one falls short, but how can I get to a place in my life where it's this like perfect balance? And does that even exist and what does that look like? Exactly. Mm -hmm. The thing about balance is coming from a dancer's standpoint, right? Balance is active mm -hmm. balance is never stagnant yes mm. so there is no you better say that yes i'll say it one more time yeah say, say it again balance folks <laughs> is active uh, and it is never stagnant that means there's always an act of of mm. teetering that is the balance mm -hmm. so mm. it will never be just directly one straight shot you don't got to think about it you are just on balance to be on balance means you're constantly like you are as a person in flux and uh sort of navigating where you are at all times. You better times. break it down, preacher. Yeah, oh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this is something that I've, that I've, I've had to learn myself. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, wait, I don't need to think. There's Balance is not a place to arrive. Balance is a, it's, it's the train itself. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's all then, because every Hallelujah. day you're different. Every show you're going to be different. Every year mm -hmm. you're going to be different. You got new yes. ideas. You got new experiences. Yes. And it's always going to be a matter of, like, mm -hmm. how much do I have to give? How much time do I need to shut up and be to myself? Yes. Hello? To feed, yes. because a lot of times, you know, you're trying to bear fruit, but your fruit fruit is rotten because you ain't fed yourself. Come you on. Water, so, you know, all that kind of stuff. Come on. Again, so it's, all, it's a very active plane that we all have to be aware of in the moment and always in the here. moment every day. Yeah. Find, you know what I mean? And also sometimes, right, our, even thinking about time, our old coping mechanisms that might used to serve us in the yes. past yeah. no longer serve, serve us in the present and in the future. Yeah. Right? So even war readiness, right, that mm -hmm. the thing I described in grad school, like that did feel like a kind of like arming. Yeah. And now war, war readiness feels like leading with love yeah. and yeah. allowing that to be a difficult thing at t in moments. Yeah. And, and, and then also like I... I would love for us to get out of the space of coping yeah. because coping is we're not 100% and we're not truly like handling or looking at the issue opposed to like being able to navigate through, opposed yeah. to being able yeah. to process, right? So opposed to having these coping mechanisms, which essentially will like make us numb to certain things, how do we navigate through, right? How do yeah. we process through whatever it is that we're trying to get through, right? And yeah. like what does yeah. that look like? And it's going to look different for every single body. Yeah, totally. I love y'all so much. Hey, I love I'll just too. sit back and just listen at the brilliance of the black men in this room. Hey. Just, I am just, uh, I love y'all so much. I, I need to sit with it. Mm -hmm. I'm also, I'm, I'm meditating. Right? Uh -huh. Yes, I told him. I said meditation is, it is about the length of time between a craving or an aversion rising up and how much time before you act on it. So when you meditate, you're trying to extend the time because you're recognizing that the craving and the aversion, neither of them are you. Mm. And when are you going to let them take your attention? So the longer you can control yourself and not act on this thing you crave, 
or you're averse to, that is discipline and self-control. Oh, wow. Oh, can you give us some tips on, like, people who are just starting meditation? Like, meditation is new to them. Because I know in our community, meditation is not something that we do a lot, know a lot about. So what would someone do if I, they're like, I just want to start meditation? What do I do? I think the easiest way to start meditation rather than sitting and being quiet and closing your eyes mm-hmm. is before you speak, counting to three. Mm-hmm. Like an impulse arises and you catch yourself and you control how you're going to respond to the impulse rather than mm-hmm. just reflexively responding. We think that these things that arise in us are, uh, are us, mm-hmm. and they're not. Like thoughts happen to us, and these devices we carry around mm-hmm. are projecting thoughts into us. And so the more we can get aware of what is really us and keep asking I am. And is that true? Am Mm -hmm. I that? Am I that? For me, that's the easiest way to start meditating, because if you just sit and close your eyes, the impulses are just going to pull you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's better to start with the impulse. Impulse arise. Can I just stop and count to three Mm -hmm. and then watch how hard that is, Mm -hmm. how hard it is to go? I'm going to count to three before I take the next bite before you're like you're stuffing yourself mm-hmm. and then you see how the other things uh, are controlling you uh-huh. you aren't actually choosing that's really interesting I love that yeah because I think we all think meditation is like yoga or like I sit in a choir room and I put my right. hands like this Nami yeah, yeah exactly uh-huh. but I that lo- is a level of it, it is a level but I love that way of actively meditating and what that is going to do it's like a reset right yeah I love actually that. paying attention to yourself and going oh you know I just stuff things in my mouth can I catch myself before mm-hmm. it goes into my mouth? Uh, or the words come out of my mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ins or the out. Mm-hmm. Can I catch myself the moment before? Mm-hmm. Yes. Love that. I'm catching myself all day today. <laughs> Listen. Well, all right. I love that. I, thank, you yes. for, thank you for yes. that. So with meditation and mm-hmm. with centering yourself, you gave me some great advice today. Um, when has there ever been a time where you felt like you've had to exert that type of meditation or... Uh, that type of self-control? How did you get to strengthen it? Well, it, it actually came up for me really deeply uh, recently. I A friend asked me to direct a play, and I went in and I wanted to do it, and um, over the course of the process, it was not fun for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, their communication with me was really very harsh and I uh, shared that communication with my other director colleagues and every one of them was like get out you know (laughs) go go run and my spiritual teacher was like this is a gold mine Mm. for you wow she said you you know you admire her she has a queendom and you are building your queendom so one you do not want to bring negativity into her queendom because whatever you bring will return to Mm -hmm. you So stay with it. Try to bring positive energy. So the first lesson I got out of that was, even though I was feeling attacked, Mm -hmm. hurt, Mm. defended, angry, I found a way to show up and go, hey, where's my friend? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm missing my friend. Mm -hmm. Like, what what are we doing here? And I found all these other ways to try to communicate. Mm -hmm. And as I tried to do that, I watched, even when I would get humiliated, like, 
mm-hmm. would come in the room and just take over directing the, 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 the room. Oh. And I would feel the humiliation and just let myself feel mm-hmm. humiliation. Oh, this, yeah. this is what humiliation is like. Mm. I, I don't I don't really like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and by the time we got to the end, I had really met every sort of impulse that felt negative towards me with as much receiving it and not writing a story about it, just receiving it so that when I finally got to the point where I was like, oh, you want to do that? Well, that's not what I do. So please do mm-hmm. what you want to do and I need to go. Mm-hmm. And And what I got to see in myself was that when I care about somebody, I let them cross my boundaries. And Mm. I was suddenly able to see that back through every bad situation in my Mm. life. It was always about me not setting a boundary soon enough. Yeah. Me not saying no, Mm -hmm. um, because I like you and we're friends. And so let's just keep instead of me going, no. You know, um, I, I kept jokingly trying to do it, but now I go, oh, no, I need to say the no immediately. Yeah. The no has to come first. And then I, I got the opportunity to practice that when I had taken a, a script. I'm, I'm, I'm making a feature film this year, and I took it to someone to uh, produce, and they were like, I want to direct it. I want to co-write it with you. I want to do this with you. I want to do that. And it was okay. like, it was this wonderful energy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. I mean, this person has made films, and they, they have the ability to get it done. But I wrote this for myself. Mm-hmm. And so it was like... What's the boundary? What do you really want? I said, well, I wrote this for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I welcome you collaborating with me, but I must be the writer, the director, right. and I'm willing to co with you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, this is, and, and, and scared that they would go, well, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were like, of course, absolutely. But normally my thing would have been, I guess I, I like them and they want to do all that. So I, guess I should, let them, oh allow them I should let them yeah. do all that. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And be, you know, happy. Oh my gosh. That's me. That's yeah. all day. Like, <laughs> I felt that in my soul just now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, oh wow. Like how do I tell them no? And they want to help me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. But that's the poor bargain. Yeah. That's the poor bargain. Mm-hmm. Where you know, nobody and, ends, up, ends up winning. In, right. In that way. I would say one of the things that my husband, when we were just dating, when we were first starting to date, He was so sweet to me and so kind and so compassionate all the time. And I had a moment where I said to him, I can't keep up. Mm. Like, you're so good and you're doing these things and I can't keep up. And it makes me feel like an insecurity. And it makes me feel inadequate. And what my husband told me at that time was, Ashley, we're on the same team now. Mm. And you don't score points against somebody on the same team. Wow. Where is his brother, Jesus? Where <laughs> is his brother or his cousin? But, you know, I and I, I think that I had already thought of love that way mm. to a certain extent. But when he verbalized it like that, it changed my relationships completely. Mm. Because it made me realize that when I did something for a friend, even if they felt felt like I would always be worried if you do that then they're going to feel like they got to do something for Mm -hmm. you Mm. and I was like oh I don't care about that anymore I just don't and I'll just have to explain to them when I do that it's because I want to yeah and it's because we're on the same team when you win I win and when Mm. I tell you that she means that Mm. woo! Mm. when I tell you that she means it and she operates in that that I, I I 
aspire um, to be more like that. I'm so glad. I'm, and I tell you all the time that I'm so glad that yeah. you're my friend. It's um, mutual. Yeah, oh, I love you love so you. much. Um, yeah, so we're going to, because I'm going to keep crying if I keep going. <laughs> yeah, don't keep crying. Um, <laughs> and look, I even texted her earlier. I said, I'm trying to cry all of it out now because I haven't oh. seen her since she's gotten married. So. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. What they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.